I was flying back and forth to Kentucky and skipping my Thursday consumer behavior class yeah. to sell at her store and help her set that up on the weekends. She was like, you can't quit on a bad day. Right? It was yeah, virtual <laughs> and uh, everyone was on mute, you know, when my right. entire team was laid off. It was off. on a Zoom call. Yeah. You were laid off on a Zoom call. Oh, yeah, man. 2020 for you. Actually, we were watching Say Yes to the Dress Atlanta and she was like, well, have you applied there? Hey, welcome back to Burn the Ships, the podcast for dreamers who want to live more courageously. I'm Jordan Nations, and I am stoked to have my friend Hope Levine on the show today. Hope is not only a great friend, but she's also just one of the most dedicated, hardworking people that I know. A few years ago, she moved cities to start working for Say Yes to the Dress Atlanta, and has since turned her experience there and in other contexts into this whole independent bridal brand that is taking off. This conversation for me was an awesome reminder just to keep working at your dreams, even when you face setbacks along the way. Hope is an expert at it, and I am learning a ton from her. Real quick, before we get into the show, we had a little summer hiatus, but now we are back. And the new plan is to release a new Burn the Ships episode every Tuesday. We'll do three months on, one month off. That way, we can keep bringing you the best quality stuff and incredible conversations with great people that we can all learn from. Thanks for being here. You are going to love this conversation. Here we go. Welcome back to Burn the Ships. My name is Jordan Nations, and I am so excited to have my friend in the house. Hope Levine. Levine. Yes, Levine. It always gets me. You know, it gets everyone. Yes. They want me to be related to to Adam Adam Levine. And he really ruined things for anyone named Levine. I would agree. You know? I would agree. He did. Um, But happy to correct you or anyone else that it is, in fact, Levine. It gets me every time. Hope Levine. Hope that's such a good name. Uh, Hope. I am very excited that you're here. I've wanted this to happen for a long time. It just hasn't. Me too. I'm uh, pumped to be here. So you are part of the little community we have here in Virginia Highlands for just a few more weeks. Ah, don't know. say that. I know. I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Um, it's been a good time. It has been an awesome time. It's a. It's a fun. It's such a unique community to be a part of. And mm-hmm. for me, I've talked about it a lot in this podcast too, have like stepped into it. Mm-hmm. Kind of it felt like in the third quarter, mm-hmm. you know, like when things had already progressed, you guys had these relationships and I just like jumped in and it was like, all right, here we go. There are yeah. these people and they're already friends and I'm just going to figure out what's going on here. Yeah. Um, and everyone's dreaming and building things and you've got a, a crazy story that I'm really excited to Digging too. So uh, you're a huge part of it. Thank you for inviting me into this little friend group. Oh my gosh. Of course. Very fun. Um, well, maybe for the people that don't know you who are missing out. Yeah, that's weird. What? They don't know me. Yeah. Why is that? Oh my gosh. How do they? Get with it. Get with it, Hope. Uh, give us a little intro. Give us like the 60, 90, whatever second intro on who is Hope Levine, not Levine. Ah, <laughs> uh, so I am 23 years old, currently living in Atlanta, Georgia. Originally born in San Diego, California. Uh-huh. I lived there till I was 10 years old. I grew up going to the races at Del Mar and roaming avocado groves because cool. my family had um, property. It was a cool childhood out in Before California. Before avocados were trendy. Yes. Yeah, wow. I had avocados. They were just a functional thing first. back then. Wow. Mm-hmm. I swear by it. Okay. But yeah, then That's I great. lived in Florida for about um, 
the other 10 years and mm-hmm. I've been in Atlanta for two. And yeah, I would say that I am a bridal blogger slash influencer. Yes. I hate the word influencer, truly. So it, yeah, it's... I'm almost hesitant to use it, but I am trying to become a bridal subject matter expert in the space. I have five years experience um, as a bridal consultant, and now I've just turned on the switch with blogging, and we're pivoting because I love fashion, I love mm-hmm. marketing, and I finally found a way to combine the two of them. Yeah, it's incredible, and you're doing an awesome job. If people haven't looked, they need to get on your Instagram, they need to get on your TikTok, Unless it gets banned by Trump because mm. of the China thing. We'll mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're killing it there and doing all this bridal stuff. And you've been doing bridal, like you said, for a long time. Yeah. So I think it's really cool. It's like consistently part of your story. Mm-hmm. In Pensacola, where you were, you were working at a bridal shop. Then you went to, you were like 19 or whatever, helping to open 17. one in Kentucky. 17. Well, I started at 17. Okay. okay. But yeah, 19 and, uh, and you were like flying Kentucky. back and forth, right? Yeah, I would skip my Thursday class and high school class or college college class. class. Okay, I would would elementary school. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah, um, it that is actually an interesting story how I got started in bridal. I was nine years old when I met my first boss. Now I didn't work for her. This is not a child labor issue. That is illegal, and I have to edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I actually I um I fell in love with Project Runway. Are you familiar? Uh, in Obsessed. What is it? Can you tell me? <laughs> Project Runway <laughs> was this um, challenge form fashion design show where all of these different up and coming wannabe designers would mm-hmm. participate in a challenge weekly and then get eliminated. Eventually, um, the final episode is them designing a collection and ultimately one person wins Project Runway. So as a nine-year-old, who liked fashion, you could imagine that show is pretty cool. I'm a two wing three. I know everyone that comes on here says they're they Enneagram. They so have. I have to state that I'm a two wing three. <laughs> I probably didn't know it at the time, but uh, yeah. fashion competition, like the, the three side in me loved the competition part. But to go back to the story, I loved fashion from a young age and I used to help my mom pick out her special occasion gowns and when we moved to Florida, um, I actually went with her a couple times consistently to this one. At the time, it was Renee's Bridal and Special Occasion, where I eventually got my first job. Okay. So I showed her my sketchbook when I was nine years old. When you were nine years yeah, old. I said, I'm going to be a fashion designer one day. And she said, great, you can work for me. And she kept that promise. When I was 17, she reached out and she said, hey it's time for you to work for me. Do you want to? No way. Yeah. And I mean, we kept up through the years as we purchased gowns from her and she was a family friend. But I started when I was 17 and I actually, I tried to quit within the first month. I didn't think it was for me. Okay. You were, you were ready to go. Oh my gosh. Dealing with brides is something (laughs) I didn't think I was cut out for. I was 17, very shy, very timid, a different human being than you would think that I am today. What's scarier, is a bride or a bride's mom? What's the a bride's mom? Okay, one hundred percent. I kind of had a, I had a feeling. I had yeah. a feeling. Now the people know. Yeah, now they know. Okay, that's the burning question. Keep going though. Sure. So I tried to quit within the first month because I I didn't think I was cut out for it. Um, you know, customer service. Uh, it's a tough job, and I just didn't feel like I had the authority to help 
women find their their wedding dress. I mean, it's such an important day. And I felt like as a 17 year old, I had no credibility whatsoever helping these like 20 to 50 year old women find their dress. Um, but luckily I had that, um, that great boss and she was like, you can't quit on a bad day. Her advice to me, you can't quit quit on on a bad bad day. day. Yeah. I tried to quit on a bad day. So she said, you should come back tomorrow and try again. Hmm. And I did. And then I kept coming back and I stuck with it. Um, I was with her for a total of four years. In that time, I was on um, TLC's Counting On because we designed wedding gowns for the Duggars. I helped her open a bridal Who, store. Um, for people like me. Who are the Duggars? Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> people like you. Oh, I don't actually know. So the Duggars are from 19 Kids and Counting, oh, if you're familiar. They have 19 kids? Yeah. Yeah. So the spinoff show is Counting On. It's okay, like their life it. after okay. 19 Kids mm-hmm. and Counting. Um yeah, so designed for, you could say, like, small-time celebrity clientele. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah. She taught me how to sew, actually design wedding gowns, and manage the store. So there was a point when I was maybe 19 years old where I was managing her store during the week. It, we were appointment only so that I could go to my college classes, and then I would have appointments when I wasn't at class. So yeah. I, I'd be driving back and forth between my college, the bridal store, and then my college again to go study or something. And yeah, it also turned into helping her open a store in Kentucky. So like we mentioned earlier, um, or didn't mention earlier, I was flying back and forth to Kentucky and skipping my Thursday consumer behavior class to sell at her store and help her set that up on the weekends. Where you probably learned way more than your consumer behavior class doing that. Yeah. 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 If you've ever worked with a bride, you'll know that that is 100% a consumer behavior lesson in one. (laughs) So you you do that. Um, You're in Pensacola at that time. And at some point, something changes and you decide to move to Atlanta. Right? Yes. So I graduated college when I was 21. Um, That was May of 2018. And basically, I I felt like I, I had Pensacola figured out. I had great connections. And I mean, that's that's what a lot of people dream of, like having a network and being able to get a job easily out of college. That was my goal all along. But it didn't feel like enough of a challenge to me, which okay. um, yeah. which may sound, I don't know, that may sound crazy. But I wanted to figure out if I could actually make it somewhere else. I had plenty of family, friends, business opportunities, but... Um, Your yeah. dad's a big wedding DJ. <laughs> or not wedding DJ, radio DJ in yeah. Pensacola. Yeah, he is. He really had it all. I, I had it all. I mean, he's... Uh, yeah, he has ACM awards, CMA awards. See, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of connections. But... Yeah, ultimately, I just I felt really called to Atlanta. Previously, um, that spring, my final semester of college, I had been um, struggling with anxiety and depression. And, you know, my my therapist at the time, she was like, I don't know if moving to a city where you only know one person is a great idea. Hmm. And you aren't even like super, super close with that one person. I feel like you really need a support system. But I, um, I said, no, I need to go. So I started applying for jobs. And one of those was Bridals by Lori um, from TLC's Say Yes to the Dress, mm-hmm. if you're unfamiliar. 
um, Jordan. I was your favorite. Until I met you. No, it's your favorite show. Okay, do you watch it? You walk. You saw me. You walked in today, and I was watching it. Just, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Guilty pleasure. Now, now the audience knows. They all know. Yeah. Um, I really didn't know what it was until I met you, <laughs> but I know <laughs> everyone else does, which is great. That's okay. I'm out of TV in years. I get that. So I just yeah. I get that. Anyway, um, it's a huge deal though. Yeah, yeah. Um, essentially, everyone that worked at Bridals by Lori was like 30, 40, um, had been there a long time, a lot of years. Jobs do not open up there. And I took a chance applying. Um, it was my mom's idea, actually. We were watching Say Yes to the Dress Atlanta, and she was like, well, have you applied there? And I said, there's no way they'll even see my application because it is what it is, you know, a big bridal yeah. salon. Um, but I applied anyway. And then the next day I had an email in my inbox from the manager that said, uh, would you like to come interview tomorrow? So I the went. next day, the next day, wow. five so hours cool. away. Yeah. So I got in my car at like, I don't know, five in the morning next day, wake up, did make up at like three in the morning and get in the car and drive to Atlanta, Georgia. It had only been my second time here, that trip. So I was very unfamiliar with everything. For some reason, um, this is just the place that I wanted to be and I was willing to make it work. So I did two rounds of interviews, one on that first day and then one on that second day. And I was, I was driving home to Pensacola. I was given the job offer and they said, we would like you to start in nine days if you can. Wow. Okay. And do you start in nine days? Is that... I moved in seven and I started in oh nine. Oh my gosh. So you're stepping into Atlanta and Atlanta's, I mean, it's different than Pensacola. <laughs> oh my for gosh. Sure. It's a very different city. I've been there. It's, it's very different. <laughs> but you're stepping to Atlanta and yeah. you drive in, you know one person here. Yeah. And you're coming for a job that you just got and wasn't even a reality 10 days prior. What are you what are you feeling as you're making that step and as you move in here? It's shocking to say fearless, but I felt completely fearless. Mm. There was no doubt in my mind that that was exactly what I was supposed to be doing. I mean, yeah, I only had like a couple hundred dollars to my name. Not financially smart to move here. Um I I was feeling excited for a fresh start. For whatever reason, I felt like I had to step out of people's, what I thought people's perceived ideas of were me in Pensacola. Like I felt like I um, put myself into this box of expectations in Pensacola. Like um, I have a strong perfectionism issue. Okay. And (laughs) the world knows now. Um, But I felt like I had to be perfect there. And I was super excited to figure out um, who I was going to be in Atlanta and what I was going to stand for and kind of like find myself really. And um, yeah, I think I was just feeling excited. I wasn't scared. Um, And it all worked out. Yeah. Which is a great note to anyone listening who is in that same sort of season of like, it all worked out. Yeah, it, it all it, you can make things work out and take big risks and oh my step out, and sometimes it's way better. For sure, I I feel like everyone has that place that they're called to. Like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to move to Nashville, or you know, New York has right. just been my dream since I was a kid. And I would have to say that 
you owe it to yourself to go. Hmm. No matter how scary, how unrealistic, how expensive that <laughs> <laughs> that life experience of going is just invaluable for who you'll become as a person afterwards. Right. Right. A thousand percent. It, it's such a just stepping out on your own free of your old context mm-hmm. or whatever is so good for you. And I think mm-hmm. if anyone on, on a small scale, anyone who's left for college has felt this way. Like you, yeah. you know, you move for college and you're like, Oh wait, everything's different now and I have to find new friends mm-hmm. and whatever, or you move to a new city mm-hmm. And yeah, you got to find your connections. You got to find out how to get to the grocery store. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, yeah. So much as that. I had people tell me that I couldn't, um, I couldn't wear workout clothes to go uh, grocery shopping in it, like Buckhead. They were like, oh yeah, you have to dress up to go to Publix in Buckhead. <laughs> Which so, is true in Buckhead. It's not true anywhere else. Yeah. I don't <laughs> live there anymore. There. Yeah. None of us do. Um, I try not even to go. No offense to anyone that lives there. I just, it's not me. Yeah. Different vibe I, I really like the Highlands. I'm Different right. vibe here. I, yep, I'm a fan of where we're at. No, I was super lucky to stumble into the Highlands. I met Eric um, maybe two months within. Who you're madly in love with. I am, and I will openly admit it. Wow. Uh, for people listening, Eric Decker is my old roommate. Yeah. Old, I feel uh, crazy saying that, right? Say. Isn't that so well, sad? Well, it's so fresh. It's still an I open know, wound. I moved out last week. He'll always be remain in my heart. Sweet. And you're dating him, uh, which is really exciting. So Yes. Luckily, um, and go back and listen to Eric and Preston's episode if Great you episode. have not yeah. listened to that. I I laughed the whole time. Um I hope other people think that they are as funny as I do. Um <laughs> I don't know if I'm We need to get him back on now to to kind of look back on yeah. the time since has been a big a lot of change has happened since March whenever we or whenever we filmed that. Yeah. Recorded it. No, but I was super lucky to meet Eric within only only like two months of living in Atlanta mm-hmm. because that opened me up to a whole group of friends that he had already established and we now know and love. Right. Um, and within a week of knowing each other and, you know, quote dating, we went to Passion City Church together and, um, you know, everything just changed. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, I think I realized in going to Passion, meeting Eric and meeting these amazing people that that's why I was called here. I, and maybe it was a little bit of the job thing too. So, so much good has come out of moving to Atlanta that it's hard to place, uh, place a finger on what one thing it was for, but I think it's a multitude of things. And yeah, with, um, with the going to Passion City Church, I, I had wanted to, um, get back involved in church. You know, I grew up in church I thought I knew what a relationship was with God, and I didn't actually know what it was until um, until I moved here and I actually started pursuing a relationship. Hmm. You know, during college, I would skip um, Sunday church with my family to study, and um, little things like that add up for sure. Getting out of like routine and um, pursuing and. It wasn't until I moved here that I actually started pursuing a relationship and like actively learning who God is and diving into scripture and just like 
oh my gosh, it was, I was on fire learning. Mm, It was so cool. And yeah, ultimately I think, um, I don't know. I think of that, um, that verse about the 99, um, he, I don't know. Can right, you quote yeah, it? Yeah, he left. The, yeah, left the ninety nine. Jesus with his sheep. He's got a hundred sheep. One of them goes away, and he leaves ninety nine of them to go get the one that's stuck in the in the thorn bush. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think of myself in that story and how um, I was called to move to Atlanta. I felt like um, the lost sheep. I was in the wrong place, and um, yeah, coming here, I I felt like I've I've never had such loving friends that actually showed me um Jesus through their friendship and mm. their um their actions and their words and um I 100% believe that I was called by God to come to Atlanta which is crazy to think about right like you as a 19 year old just know that you need to go to this city you probably couldn't name it at the time here are all the things that going to happen right, just, it was right. there's a job and I really feel like I need to be in that city. And that's all I know. Yeah. And maybe maybe that's why there wasn't any fear there. Because mm. um, the whole time it just felt so meant to be. Um, but it all worked out, like I said. And it will work out for anyone, I'm sure, cool. that wants to move as well. I always told myself I could, um, I could move home if I failed, you know? Yeah, there's more safety nets in place than people think. Mm-hmm. I would completely agree. If if everything fails and you end up with no money, you can figure it. You can you can go work. You can start Uber driving. You oh, know, yeah. you can you can go work at a fast food restaurant. Like you can do it. Yeah. As long if you are able to cut down on your pride mm-hmm. of failing, then you're the world is open to you. That's big. Pride's a big issue people aren't actually in danger they're just in danger of being embarrassed Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know oh my gosh so true and yeah just i mean that's what you did you said no i'm gonna go i'm gonna burn the ships you like that i did that was nice uh he said i'm gonna burn the ships i didn't know the saying then but had i you would have used it i would have used it yeah it's a great story Mm -hmm. um and you came here okay so you work for bottles by lori yes uh, do you have like a favorite or a top moment or something that just challenged you a lot? I mean, other than being on TLC, say yes to the dress Atlanta. That would definitely be the coolest part. Uh huh. Being in the filming experience of this show that I grew up watching. I mean, cool. that was cool. like very full circle. But I mean, you meet some interesting people in Bridal, and by interesting, they could be very sweet you could be friends with them for years or they're crazy i mean well give me like a percentage breakdown like how many oh i mean the the percentage <laughs> of crazy is very small okay but good, every good. Well, you you get one like once a month that's okay. just um keep you on your toes just, just keeps you on your toes such a good way of putting uh-huh. it yeah um no filming filming for say yes to the dress atlanta was a great experience and um I think really invaluable. It taught me a lot about what I want to do and what I don't want to do. That was my um, that was my fifth year as a bridal consultant. So it definitely opened to my it opened my eyes about the possibilities within being a bridal consultant. 
there was a point where I kind of felt I'd hit my peak as what I could learn and how I could continue to grow in that. I'd felt like, I mean, I maxed out. So eventually I did decide to leave so that I could pursue other um, other careers that would also help me grow in areas um, and continue to learn. I I am a full, full believer that you should never stop learning and growing. Mm-hmm. And there was a time when I saw myself stop grow- growing and I had to... Um, I had to leave the situation. So yeah, let's fast forward the story a little bit because I, I think it's really fun. But you have all these moments. Like there's these some really direct moments that it seems mm-hmm. like that you can really zero in on. Mm-hmm. So you leave Brattles by Lori. Is yes. that you immediately go work for a software sales company, right? Yes. Okay. You worked there for two years? One year. One year. Yes. I, I worked there for one year total. Okay. COVID hits. Some things change in the company. Mm-hmm. And that job is no more. Yes. I was let go. Let go. Along with my whole team. You can say <laughs> it, Jordan. I mean, I, I never it's know. It's not touchy. Okay. I was let go. The boss comes in. He That's... slams his hand on your desk and he says, get out of here. You're fired. That probably would have been a lot cooler. It yeah, was virtual. <laughs> and uh, everyone was on mute, you know, when my whole right. entire team was laid it off. It was on a Zoom call. Yeah. You were laid off on a Zoom call. Oh, yeah, man. 2020 for you. That is 2020. Okay, so that happens. Yes. What do you feel? What are you feeling in that Zoom call while you're muted sitting there? So the feeling is actually interesting. Um, I felt relief. Uh, that's That's the only feeling I could put that to like if I had to pick one feeling it would be just relief and you might say that's kind of a weird feeling losing your job and feeling relieved but it was maybe a couple months prior that I'd started feeling like okay this isn't this isn't for me I learned a lot but again time to get out this isn't for me um I do, you know, struggle a little bit with pride and I wanted to make it work. I wanted to excel in sales and I, I mean, I was good at it. So yeah, just everyone know that I, I was good at my job. Everybody know that Hope struggles with perfectionism, but she's dang good <laughs> at her job. I'm dang good at that job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I felt relief because I didn't want to be at that job anymore. So instead of quitting, being let go is not a bad, not a bad way to go out. Right. You know, they, um, they broke up with me. I did not have to break up with them. And although I had no idea in that moment what I was going to do within maybe, I don't know, five hours, I figured it out. Yeah. Quick. Which is crazy. I mean, you just, you said, all right, I, I it was like something, it was really interesting to watch from a third, third party perspective. Mm-hmm. Because um, you put it very nicely. But in the last few months before you were aggressively fired <laughs> from this company. I mean, just screamed out the door. Ex- escorted out of uh-huh, the building. Uh-huh. That was, no, I mean, it, it was, was crazy. Zoom. Kicking, screaming. You got tased on the way I was. Yeah. I mean, I, it was on the news. Yeah. 11alive.com. You can see it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, before... Where was I before you got let go? It was clear that it wasn't what you were built to do. Mm. It was clear that you didn't find your the purpose there. Totally. That I think you were looking for. And you're mm-hmm. right. When someone breaks up with you, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Because you don't have to think about whether oh to gosh. break up with them. No, I don't want to hurt someone. And it was crazy to see how quick you were like, wait, I know what I can do. 
and I'm going to start building it. And I'm not, I'm not going to miss a beat. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go and watch all of the office for the eighth time in a row <laughs> for 40 hours of my day, not against anyone who's watching right, the office, right. but if you're we doing like a full-time right. job, you're probably missing something. Mm-hmm. And you go off and you start this whole bridal, you're calling it bridal social media. It's a bridal blog. blog. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have a website in almost no time flat. You're working on it all day. You had already started before that a um, Adobe course. Yes. To learn video stuff. Yes. Which was crazy. And then the moment hit and you were ready because you were prepped already mm-hmm. to have another skill to to use. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you start taking off with this bridal thing. Your TikTok has been awesome, been killing it. Thank you. Yeah, it's so fun. I follow it. Have to. Uh-huh, I have to. You're my friend. Yes. I am that. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, so you do that. Tell me about like as you're starting that. Did it feel similar to stepping into Atlanta for that first time, or was it different? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know if I've really thought about that. Those before. feel very connected to me when I look at your story. Moving to Atlanta and starting this bridal thing feel like two in the same. Oh my gosh! Thanks for analyzing that for me. Yeah. I don't think I would have realized that, but I would say that it it does feel similar. It almost felt too natural. Hmm. Like it's just what I was supposed to be doing. Wow. You just, it was a gut feeling. Yeah. I just know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I mean there's definitely questions in the moment like okay, will this be a way that I can make money. Am I going to enjoy this? There's definitely little doubts there. So yeah, don't don't get me wrong. It's not a perfect story. Um, and I'm a pretty anxiety-ridden person. So there's actually plenty of questioning if this is the right decision. But ultimately, in my gut, I did know that, um, that I was going to enjoy very much um, doing the bridal blog. And actually, part of that is because um, when I was laid off, Eric... And I sat down that night and we decided, okay, let's put a timer on our phone. We have one minute. Each of us are going to brainstorm things that I'm good at and things that I would do well. Hmm. And the bridal blog is what came out of it. Cool. And and that was that easy. Yeah. I started building the next, oh, I started building a website the next day. You you talked about this a little bit, and I want to go there. Uh, I, I want to get into the messy side of this because it does oh, sound a little too easy. Have you talked so to my far. therapist? Uh, uh-uh, I haven't. Uh, maybe I should. Maybe we should have brought your therapist in. Dang. That's the next time you Exposed. come in. I'm gonna make everyone now from now on who I interview bring their therapist in. <laughs> I'd like that. Um, no, I I, I really do because I think there are people listening who could hear this so far and be like, okay. Well, Hope just knew she went to, had to go to Atlanta, <laughs> and she did it, and it worked out, and she was on TLC with it, and that's cool. And then she got laid off, and then five hours later, she was living her dream again. Tell what? Where is the messiness in this? Is why is it? Is it that clear cut, or is there something behind it that's like no hard or I I don't scary. I don't think it's clear cut all the time. Yeah, I would say it leans on the clear cut side. But the messiness is um, the moments of self-doubt. I think that self-doubt happens to all of us. And there's a lot of days where, um, you know, in the process of 
building it, it's like, what the heck am I doing? I've watched seven YouTube videos on this and I cannot figure this out. And I think, yeah, luckily, um, you know, I was able to receive some small severance from my job, um, you know, letting me go. But aggressively I, firing, <laughs> aggressively firing me. Yeah. But I knew that um, I was going to figure it out in that time, and because I had like some sort of severance, that was again a safety net. Just like if I moved to Atlanta and hated it, I could go home. Safety net. Mm-hmm. So during the time of severance, that was my safety net. Okay, I'm just gonna pursue this bridal thing, and if it doesn't work out, if I don't like it, then great. At the end of the severance, I get a job. And right. I mean, although that's a strong option, um, luckily I, I didn't have to. And, you know, the, the blog is, it's growing, it's growing well, but we're so far from what, where we need to be. There's, there's no such things as overnight successes. Right. I think those are built, um, long, long before. Obviously mine's not an overnight success. I started in bridal five years ago. I could not have a bridal blog today be successful without having spent five years grinding during mm-hmm. college, mm-hmm. missing out on college game days and birthday parties and beach days and, you know, forfeiting every weekend of my life for five years to um, learn what I did to, you know, have a bridal blog. No overnight success around here. I wonder if that's, that's something. That's yeah, It is. It is. And I wonder if that's something that people listening twofold, one – if you're if you really want to do something, you you should probably ask what safety nets are already there. Mm-hmm. Like let's play out the question. Don't let don't let the question of well what if I fail keep you back. Let's let's mm-hmm. listen to it and say okay what if I do fail. Mm-hmm. If I do feel fail feel fail if I fail to feel <laughs> if I do fail here are the seven things that I could do and none of them are actually that bad. It's right. probably usually the answer. Mm-hmm. Um and two what things am I willing to risk. Mm-hmm. Am I, what, am I willing to to risk something not working? Am I willing to risk money? Am I t- willing to risk my pride? Am I mm-hmm. willing to risk mm-hmm. uh, not being able to advance at an office job for a year? Am mm-hmm. I willing to, what am I willing to risk? What, what are my safety nets? What am I willing to risk? And asking those two probably helps you figure out if you're even serious about the thing that you say you're dreaming about. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? Yeah, like, absolutely. You have a dream and you said, all right, if it fails, I'm going to be okay. And here are all the things that I could be doing otherwise that I'm willing to risk. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of marked, seems like marked a lot of the the journey. I would agree. And I would think writing out these things, like what my safety nets are, what, um, what I want to do. I'm a big fan of writing these things out and putting them on paper. Maybe that's just because my mind has a million tabs open at once, but same. <laughs> but writing it out, it just becomes so clear that um, there are safety nets that you didn't know yeah. are in place. So now let me draw another line. Okay. Sure. You have the line from Pensacola to Atlanta, the line sure. from um, your sales company being i mean just literally thrown out the fifth story window mm-hmm. onto the street mm-hmm. um into a dump truck it was crazy everyone saw it and then um <laughs> and then started this bridal thing yeah and now you are moving mm-hmm. which makes me very sad Aww. uh you're moving to los angeles Whoa. la la land 
Um, you're going out in here in a few weeks and making another huge move across yes. the country, um, many, many miles away mm-hmm. and going to kind of do this bridal thing out in LA. What do you feel as you think about that? Hmm. Well, it's also, it's happened really fast. So I think right now we'll, uh, we'll decide how I feel about okay, it because I have this not taken moment. a single moment to actually realize how I feel about it. I think I'm excited. Um, I mean, the weather in California is nice. Uh, True. I love the vibes in California, the fashion out there. Overall, I think it will be great. Do I think it's going to be scary? Yes. Am I scared right now? Yes. But I'm also excited. And I know that with proven experience, I have moved before Hmm. Pensacola to Atlanta. And that worked out well. Will it work out as smooth? I don't know. You know, who's to who's to say if it's going to go as well? But I think that I am very confident in my reasons and motivations to move. I'm confident in um yeah, I I would say that I'm I'm trusting the Lord that I am supposed to be out there as well. You know, I was supposed to be in Atlanta and now I feel like my time here served its purpose. I learned what I was supposed to learn. I have, um, I have now been called elsewhere and I am going to go. You're going to do it. I'm going to go. Yeah. You're going to freaking do it. I'm going to freaking do it. And I feel like, I don't know. It's all, it kind of feels like I'm in not necessarily a video game, but it feels like these levels that I've been going through. Pensacola was level one. Atlanta was level two. And now I feel like I'm going to California for level three. And that's truly because I, like I said, I like to constantly learn and grow. And that's why I've kind of wanted to get out of jobs in the past because I felt stagnant. But I feel the same way about um, getting comfortable. And I feel like Atlanta has become comfortable, which is great. It's really nice that it's comfortable. It's become home and it's been so nice. But the fact that it is comfortable, it means that it's time to challenge myself again. And I owe it to myself to try and challenge myself as a person and I'm going to do it and it's going to be hard, but I'm excited to see what I learned from it. Yeah. And that's great. I mean, recognizing when you're too comfortable and that for someone listening, doesn't mean they need to follow you and move to LA. Maybe they we could do. be friends though. You could be friends. You're looking for them. Yeah. Uh, Text me. Yeah, they could. It could be that. Or it could be you need to quit a habit that has been holding you back or you mm-hmm. need to quit a job or you need mm-hmm. to start something or um, or it just, translates into many things. It does. When you when you get into this really comfortable spot, you stop. You get complacent in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And even for people who are going to live in the same house for 50 years, mm-hmm. I know people that are rooted in a location who are going to stay there for a long time. Sure. But they're taking new risks all the time mm-hmm. in that space. So it may not be a location. It could be anything. It could totally be anything. But comfort really I mean, makes you complacent. Yeah. And I'd say that that might be one of my biggest fears. Hmm. Complacency? Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's What's yours? My biggest fear? Yeah. I don't know. I need to see your therapist and ask 
Um, <laughs> she asks the hard hitting questions. Okay, good. Yeah, you're rubbing. She's rubbing off on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I want. I want to start to land the plane here. This is so interesting. I think there's so much we could dive into, and you have a ton of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Thank and you. And you've demonstrated courage over time. You, you don't have. You don't just have opinions. You have stories and examples from your life. And it's always better to listen to somebody who can actually tell you stories and examples than mm-hmm. just their opinions. Oh my gosh! And they haven't yes. done that much, right? Yes, it's hard. It's hard to uh, take their advice, right? And so you're someone that I trust uh, on this subject because I feel like you've done a lot of courageous things. You've you've made these courageous moves, even if you didn't feel that way in the moment. Yeah, thank you. And I'm interested. Same question to ask everybody. Ooh, not this you one. You had to know it was coming. Um, I thought maybe you forgot. No, I didn't. I didn't because I, <laughs> I love it. I think it's so fun. Okay. I'm just interested in how you. Hope Levine, mm-hmm. define courage. Okay. Um, I define courage as taking steps, no matter how scary, to get closer to who you want to be. Okay. I would say that it's... Yeah, it's it's stepping into like the best version of yourself and doing scary things along the way that maybe require courage. I don't think you can technically use the definition or I don't think you can use the word that you're defining in how you're describing it as I am right now. But um, yeah, courage to me is... Doing scary things, no matter how scary, but because, I don't know. I liked what you said at first when you said taking those steps to be who you want to be or do what you want to do or like step into what you really want. You were looking at me like you wanted a different answer. No, I thought it was great. That was, that was me. That was my, I think it's great face. It's just an (laughs) open blank stare. Well, uh, <laughs> cut, cut the rest out of my no. babbling. Get that out of here. No, no, no. They need to, they need to have it. Oh, my they, gosh. The people need to know. You uh, need to work on your faces. Okay. Well, that's next. I'm going to work on my fears and my faces when we're <laughs> done with this. Thank you so much. Uh, no, I think that's great. And, and yeah, the thought of it's not just doing scary things. Anyone can do scary things, but it's doing scary things for the purpose of mm-hmm. getting to where you really want to be or becoming who you really know you can become. Yeah. And that sounds nice, but that's hard to do. Oh, it's so hard. And you're you're doing it in a lot of ways. Trying to. Trying to. Trying to. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So I, I think that's I think that's an awesome answer. Sorry, my face <laughs> didn't show it. Um, well, hope. <laughs> tell me, uh, tell us, everyone listening, if they want to find you on the internets, they need to go to Instagram. Yes. Which is at Hope Levine. Is that right? Yes. Okay. TikTok? At Hope Levine. Wow. You got them both. At Hope Levine. Had to. Uh, they need to check you out. Their website, hopelevine.com. That is my website. Okay, great. Um, I like to make it very easy. You really did. I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if you just go to my Instagram first, I have a whole link tree of all of the handles. So if you're into Pinterest, I'm yep. there. If you're into Facebook, I'm there. 
And yeah, I'd say I mainly hang out on my blog, Instagram, and TikTok. Okay. We're making a lot of TikTok these days. Ton of them. We're making a lot of TikToks these days. Yeah. Yeah. And if someone's... I'm going to say this. If you're getting married, you need to reach out to Hope because she can help you look awesome, feel awesome, have a great wedding day, great dress, whatever. You're doing it all. So they need to talk to you. That I can do. Because let's get you married. You're dang good. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, maybe that's the next step. No, not I. I was talking to the I was talking to the engaged ladies. Well, me too. Um, let's also get Jordan engaged. (laughs) Okay. Let's uh mostly ninety day fiance in Atlanta. Okay. Great. All right. Let's make it happen. Start today. I'll reach out to TLC right now. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're welcome. Get your con. You get your contacts at TLC. Yeah. Hope, thanks for coming on, being a part of this, and uh, thanks for being a friend and demonstrating courage. It's it's awesome just to get to be a small part of it. Oh my gosh. Thanks so much, Jordan. It's been a blast. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Burn the Ships. Real quick before you go, if you're enjoying this, make sure to subscribe on your platform as the only way we can keep this show going is if you're subscribing, listening, sharing with your friends. We are going places and I need your help to get there. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday with another awesome episode.